Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. Yeah. Sorry, your no, please. You're such a sweetheart. Okay. Thank you so much. Good night. <laughs> She's so sweet. Welcome back to the We Are LA Tech podcast. Coming at you still from Iceland. Insane. It is icy over here, but I hear you guys have some rain in LA, so we're kind of on the same page. As you guys know, the Women in Tech podcast shot up to number one in the world, which is crazy. So I am doing some interviews remotely, and we get to connect with PetNet right now. Hello, Carlos. Go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about PetNet. Hey, thanks for having me. My name is Carlos Herrera. I'm the CEO and one of the co-founders at PetNet. We're based out of Los Angeles, and what we do is uh, we create technology to help pet owners uh, better care for their pets, in particular uh, guide them towards uh, to better nutrition for their pets. So we, we use artificial intelligence, robotic sensors to figure out uh, exactly what your pet needs uh, in terms of um, feeding and how much to feed your pet, what ingredients to feed your pet, etc. And we also do this by integrating to your to your smartphone and a lot of other smart home connected devices to make your life easier. So there's a lot about convenience, a lot about health and wellness. And I have to know, like, how did you become passionate, not only about, you know, animals and pets, but also the technology involving them? Interesting. Yeah, my background's actually in robotics. I came from the defense industry Spent a, a good seven years working uh, for uh, customers like the intelligence community where we would build sensor systems, mostly unmanned, um, uh, to do espionage, you know, collect data, if you Crazy. will. And um, we also built systems uh, that would take that data, analyze it, and close the loop. You know, in, in, in that world, it's finding a target, uh, being able to take a lot of information, a lot of raw data, and make sense out of it in, in an instant, right? So... My, my two co-founders wanted to take that same approach uh, to pet care because pet care is a little confusing. I think there's there's so many um, different options as a pet owner. If you own a, a cat or a dog, you, you really don't know what to feed them. You know, there's almost thirty thousand different types of foods out there, and the question everyone asks is, which food do I feed my dog or my cat, and how much do I feed them? Um, so we we created the the system that helps you prune through all these 30,000 different skews of food and helps you match your pet with a particular food recipe that's out there. You know, and we, we do this for free. Um, there's really no cost to it. We, uh, our system has become kind of the next generation pet store. Uh, it's a pet concierge. You know, it's, it's a machine, uh, learning machine. So it's learning about you, the pet owner. It's learning about your pet's eating habits and um, it's always constantly guiding you towards uh, guiding you and your pet towards healthier nutrition based on the data that we acquire on a daily basis. This is heavy. <laughs> <laughs> you t- you you've taken something fluffy, sweet, and lighthearted and made it like I know. super it, super deep. <laughs> it is, you know, and it, the, the thing is, it's like what, the reason why we were so disturbed is because people are overfeeding their pets and feeding them junk. 
And they don't know. It's not like, like pet owners really want are doing this on purpose. It's just they don't realize that most of the food out there is very carb heavy. You know, car- carbs are very cheap uh, source of energy and uh, cats and dogs are carnivores. They should be eating uh, protein heavy foods, but they're hard, to, they're hard to find. And it's almost impossible to decipher which, which foods are good, which foods are bad. And then figuring out how much to feed your pet, you know, it's also really hard. Um, and so we're just trying to build a tool that's simple. It sounds complex because the problem is complex, but the tool itself is easy to use, right? Um, so we've, you, know, you could think of it, we built the hammer. <laughs> so we help right. you figure this out. You just tell us your pet's age, weight, level of activity, and we, we give you the results. It's, it's really easy to use. It's so cool. And where in LA are you based? We're actually in downtown. We were uh, one of the brave souls who, who signed a lease here in downtown LA. <laughs> How <laughs> long is your lease for? You know, we, when we started, it was like the walking dead outside. There were zombies, and now there's actual humans. Um, we have it till 2018, so it's, uh, we've seen the gentrification of, of the area. It's, it's becoming quite nice now, actually. They've been working on that forever. I like downtown LA. I think it's especially now with the train, you could get from Santa Monica to downtown so easy. Oh, I know. Yeah. No, we, and our, vice versa, obviously. I know. <laughs> our previous business was in Santa Monica, and that was it was a pain to get in and out. I mean, Santa Monica might as well be an island. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand we're headquartered in Santa Monica. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And um, are you from LA? No, I was actually, uh, I grew up in South America, so I'm from Colombia. Oh, cool. uh, came here when I was 12 and, um, you know, been here ever since. Uh, so, you know, grew up most of my life in, in L.A., though. Very cool. And when was PetNet founded? Uh, 2013. So it took us uh, quite some time to build the system. It's uh, very hardware dependent. You know, we, we got to collect data and we need sensors for that. So our sensors are, are hidden in uh, feeding bowls, feeding devices. One, right. One's called the smart feeder. The other one's called the smart bowl. And both of them will guide pet owners to uh, the right portion. Uh, along with the app, we, we guide them to the right uh, recipe as well, the right food. Um, but both of them are, are made out of, you know, they're hardware devices. Uh, you could think of them as smart home type devices. So we do a lot, everything from ele- electronics design to uh, industrial design, mechanical design, and then manufacturing, import, uh, sale. <laughs> we, we sell our products in, in a bunch of different places. And how many people are on your team? You know, um, when we started, it was just three of us, and now we're mid twenties. So so rad. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like a big team, but it always feels like we're understaffed by a factor of ten. No, I mean, don't we all? <laughs> yeah. And and who was your first hire? You know, we when we started, uh, the the three founders. Um, you know, we we were looking for someone to help us with the manufacturing. So we actually hired someone out in Boston. You know, Boston has the, a pretty nice legacy of building hardware products. iRob- iRobot came out of there. There's a few other robotics companies that are out there. So we hired, um, I'll call her a lady, even though she was she was young <laughs> and she mm-hmm. still remains young. Her name is Anu. She's, she's out in Boston. So she helped us uh, get, a, get, all, get our system up and running in terms of manufacturing and supply chain, things like that. Very good. I actually used to live in Back Bay, so I appreciate okay. that. And how did you scale? When it comes to scaling in the pet industry, it's it's, it's enormous, right? Um, the pet industry has about a one billion with a B domesticated cats and dogs in the world. Uh, about two hundred million of them are in the United States. Uh, so eighty percent of the pets world, uh, the world's pets population, is outside of the U.S. And uh, that's the interesting thing. People think of the U.S. as kind of like going pet crazy, but 
there's countries out there that are, are going even uh, they're they're going pet crazy as well, but at a faster pace. Um, you know, U.S. we're growing at three percent. Uh, countries like China and Brazil are growing like at ten percent. So we're trying to build a system that can scale. That's what we it took us a long time to engineer this because we want to be able to address the whole market, not just the U.S. market. Um, totally. So we we're we're just at the point where we've deployed the system and are looking to scale it in the U.S. But we'll be deploying in Canada soon and in Mexico as well. But just to give you an idea of how 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 big the pet population is, we've already we already have customers in eighty eight different countries without doing any marketing. It's just people want right. what we have, you know. No, it's amazing. And like, and why LA? Why be headquartered in LA and not another startup city? You know, it's it's really. I think the founders. We're just from LA. We're we're LA people. We we like it here. You know, I think. Um, Outside of the the benefits like the weather, it's just there's a lot of talent out here when it comes mm-hmm. to marketing, user experience, software. You have a lot of great universities, um, a lot of uh, creativity. So you know, for us, it, it made sense to be here. Um, that said, you know, we have a second office in San Francisco. We we did spend almost half a year in Boston. So for us, it, it, the lo- the location, like the whole United States, has tremendous talent. But we, we call LA home, so that's what that's that's the big reason why we're here. Have you guys raised money? Or are you self-sustaining? Oh no, yeah, we've raised uh, quite a bit. Our our <laughs> seed round was about eleven million dollars, and we're we're right now in the middle of our Series A, which will be an additional ten million dollars. And we've also um, just closed a debt deal. I can't disclose with who, but um, that debt deal is for an additional five million dollars. So. Just to give you an idea of like hardware dependent companies just require a ton of capital, but totally. at the same time, um, it's a huge barrier to entry. And if we can build what we want to build, then we'll probably be the only ones out there that have built this uh, this framework for for pets in the pet industry. And did you did you raise from any LA ventures or angels? LA is a tough place to raise money. I got to say, um, you know, a lot of the money here goes to entertainment, um, goes to defense. Uh, I found it a lot easier to raise in New York, Boston, uh, San Francisco, of course. But uh, you know, that, that said, we we still find LA home. Um, so, <laughs> and how did you start that initial journey into fund? You said you were in Boston when you first started fundraising. Yeah, yeah. Can you give everybody like one tip on what to do when seeking out fundraising for specifically sure. a hardware company? You know, it's it's all about the story. I, I think when. When uh, as you're fundraising, market size is really important. You know, VCs, even angel investors, they're always thinking, can this scale, right? Because you need to be able to build something that's big um, or have potential to be big. Um, you have to be able to have an operations plan, operational plan that that can grow with uh, your capital needs. So, you know, you have to build that story. And I've been doing, I've been raising money for almost a decade now, so I've, I've become really good at it. But once you have that story, then introductions are, are the next most important thing. Without you knowing who these investors are, you're, you're stuck in the mud. So uh, we were, you know, in, in the hardware space, we were, we were new. And we joined uh, an incubator. We applied to an incubator called Bolt out of Boston, uh, they've since um, expanded to the, to the West Coast. They're in San Francisco as well on their second fund, and we were part of their first class. But the the most powerful thing they're able to help us with is introductions to hardware investors. Um, so mm-hmm. 
you know, all of that, the story, the networking, it all plays into fundraising. And uh, I think the, the last piece is you just have to be relentless. You know, you, you get more no's than you get yeses, but that's, that's, the, path, that's the right path. You know, it, it feels like the wrong path, but um, that is the right path. So you just have to keep knocking on doors and totally. um, be persistent. Totally. My mom says every, every no leads to a yes. So. Absolutely. Yeah, no question. Or, or is one step closer to a yes. Yeah. yeah. How did you first go to market in the very beginning, like when you first built it? It sounds like yeah. you really were able to capture market share fast. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where um, for us, we needed to build infrastructure first. So a lot of our seed funding was towards building an infrastructure. And that's a scary proposition for investors because they don't, you know, if you're a consumer brand, they want to see your products in front of the consumer. So it took us about three years to get to market. Um, and once we did, we, um, we hired some great people that um, had sold a ton of stuff. We, our VP of sales had worked for Nest and he had ran channel sales for, for Nest. And he was able to put us in front of retailers. Uh, you know, and at the same time, we're, you know, we're selling pet food and pet products to pet owners. It's, it's, what we're doing is hard to build, but it's not hard to sell the idea of, um, you know, hey, do you want your pet to be healthy? <laughs> you know, it's, 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 everyone's going to say yes. So from, from that perspective, it wasn't too hard. And we actually went to market um, on Amazon.com. Amazon is also one of our investors. So they're oh, amazing. They're, yeah, they're, yeah, then they've been amazing. They're, they're, they're a great resource for, for us. But that's where we went to market. So I think um, when it was all said and done, it, it was all orchestrated over a period of time. And it took um, a lot to get it done. But once, once, we, once we were in front of the customer, you know, the final test, if you will, is will people buy these things? And the answer right. was yes. Thank goodness, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All that work. And how has LA specifically helped accelerate your growth? You know, for, for us, it, it's one of those places where we think of LA as our sandbox. There's so many pet owners here and everything, uh, a lot of what happens with dogs in particular happens outdoors. So we get to see a lot of the events. Um, we get to interact with people in downtown Los Angeles, and almost everyone here has a, a cat or a dog. So we we use them as um, our, our test subjects, if you will. When we look, when we think scale, we're thinking metro cities all around the world, and a lot of them are modeled like Los Angeles. So mm-hmm. you know the the interactions we have here. Um, it, they're they're going to become learnings for how we go to market in other cities. So that's it's really a foundation um, for growth for us. And what resources in LA um, for specifically in tech uh, do you recommend? I think the people. It's, that's the that's the most powerful resource. You have you have Caltech, you have Harvey Mudd, um, UCLA, USC. You know there, there's just a, a ton of talent here. Um, and, you know, the, the kids, I call them kids because I, I feel old now, but the kids that are coming up, they're, they're just so savvy about building stuff. You know, the makers, uh, yeah. that, that's the, I think that's the key is you need people that know how to make stuff. Um, of course, there's, there's a lot of engineering that comes behind it and there's the difference between the makers and the engineers, the hackers and the engineers are, are from different, different planets, but you need both, you know, so I think the, ultimately the, the resources that we've leveraged have been uh, the people, you know, I wouldn't say there's an institution out there that we've leveraged, um, but, but rather kind of the, the know-how, you know, kids that have worked at JPL, you know, we talk to them right. and they're already, oh, you know, I know how to 
build a communication system and, and things, things of that nature. And this is, this is, I'm really excited to hear this. What LA tech companies or talent have you come across lately that have really impressed you? You know, for me, uh, Ring, the, you know, Jamie uh, Shmirnoff, um, the CEO and founder of Ring, and that guy's badass. <laughs> he's, he's, he's one of the most relentless, talented people I know. And you know, I met him a few years ago. He, he's out in Santa Monica. Um, you know, his, his conference room table is a, a surfboard <laughs> and so dope. You know, he's grown, he's grown that business into something pretty incredible. Uh, and it's, it's one of those things where he's going against all odds where, you know, VCs don't invest in hardware. You know, he was able to raise from, um, upfront ventures out here in LA and hard, hardware companies are hard to scale, but he's been able to scale it. So I think, you know, that, that company has impressed me, you know, they're, they're in our space, if you will, you know, smart home. Um, right. where you don't see a, a ton of uh, success stories, but his has certainly been one that we've, we've tried to replicate. And tell us, what is Ring? You know, Ring is um, well, it's a bunch of products now, but when they first started, it was uh, a video doorbell, right? So being able to record someone at your door, uh, being able to communicate with someone at your door even though you're not home, and you know, that provides that, that level of practicality provides really? a, a lot of um, peace of mind for people who are at work or traveling, you know, knowing who's at your door. And you, we, we have one at our house and you don't realize how many people actually approach your door for di- in, a, in a given day. You know, you're at work, you think, oh, no one's coming over. No, there's, yeah. you know, five to ten people that are hitting that doorbell. That's great. And if I remember correctly, they started with a crowdfunding campaign. That I don't know. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not sure. familiar with their initial story, but I do know they they raise money from from up, upfront ventures, um, and they, cool. they've had, you know, they've 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 hit quite a stride nowadays. Do you happen to know their domain name? Is it Ring? It's Ring something. Um, it's not just Ring. Uh, it is Ring dot com actually. No, that's where the upfront yeah, money com. went. And, and you know the the <laughs> most the most impressive thing about about Ring was when I talked to Jamie. He was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go up against Nest," and at the time, Nest was like the king. You know, and you know, you forward in time two years since I spoke with him. I, I think he's, I think Ring is killing Nest. <laughs> I I remember when I was sitting on the grass with Mark Zuckerberg, and he was like, "I'm gonna like, I'm gonna take out MySpace," and I'm like, "Whatever, yeah. dude, like, yeah, not like, gonna happen." <laughs> yeah, MySpace is like the biggest. <laughs> you I know? know <laughs> yeah. I'm like an idiot. I was like, note to self, never become an investor because <laughs> like, you can't yeah. foresee anything. Um, if you had one ask of the community, anything that they could do to support you and your success for PetNet moving forward, what would that ask be? You know, in particular in LA, we, we want to we wanna become kind of a known entity in Los Angeles. Like the everyone thinks of startups as being from San Francisco and you know, I think there's an opportunity for us to to build a home and be able to create like downtown LA as a home for PetNet. So, um, you know, that's something we've been working on, trying to get the the local community to be able to prop us up, if you will. So, I think there, there's a lot to it. There, there's so many pet owners here in Los Angeles, and you know, if we if we get the support of Los Angeles, I think we're going to have great success moving forward. Awesome! And of course, how can people connect with you? Honestly, the only way to communicate with me is through my cell phone number. <laughs> I, I ignore almost everything else. I, you know, I, I love to um, converse with uh, other people who 
are building startups it's just it's nice to hear their story and you know i also love to to give advice i, I think there's there's a lot to just being a mentor and i mentor a few other businesses so happy happy to have people call me um you know and and, and have a conversation and the phone number <laughs> <laughs> it's uh 310-880-8673 Okay, you guys, treat that with respect. Treat it well. <laughs> Thank you so much for hanging out with the We Are LA Tech podcast. It is really, really exciting um, to see everything that you're doing in the pet industry. I mean, who doesn't want to be closer to their loved ones? I've had many pets throughout my life, so uh, I know the feeling. And... Um, if you guys want to connect with more incredible companies uh, and people in the LA Tech ecosystem, of course, go to wearelatech.com slash VIP. That's wearelatech.com slash VIP. We built this awesome private collaborative chat so everybody in the city can easily connect with one another, support one another. I'm really proud of it. And to know all the events going on in LA, you just go to wearelatech.com slash app, and then we built a calendar of every single community organizer's event. So it's crazy. Thank you, Carl, for constantly maintaining that for us manually and making sure we've been. Do you know that we I've maintained that community calendar since 2012? It's insane. So, like in 2012, we had like an event a week, <laughs> and now it's like 10 a night. It's crazy. Um, yeah. And so, thank you so much for spending your time with us, Carlos. And you're awesome. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Bye. Huge shout out and thank you to Betalist. Betalist is amazing. I've used Betalist for my past startups. Betalist gains you early traction to your startup while it's still in beta. Go to betalist.com slash we are LA tech. That's betalist.com slash we are LA tech. Thank you for powering the We Are LA Tech podcast. To get text alerts when new episodes come out, text 310-872-2423. That's 310 310- Eight seven two two four two three. We are LA Tech, hosted by Spree Devora, has been a WeAreTech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at WeAreLATech.love. Linked in the show notes.